It's so easy to listen from home. I just tell my smart speaker, Alexa, play the Shake Back Sports podcast. Here's hashtag brothers of baseball slash Shake Back Sports show from Apple Podcasts, continuing the latest episode. Yo, it is truly, truly, truly the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome to another episode of the Ballers Report podcast, courtesy of the Warzone Sports Network. It is your boy, Willie F. Teen Jr., man, holding it down, man, chiming in. Welcome to the show. I do apologize for my absence on uh, last week. Sometimes life gets in the way, man, but we are back better than ever and ready to go. Got a special, well, I've, as I've said, on any of my platforms, any on any of my shows, once you are on here the first time, you are a guest. Anytime after that, you are family. So we have a, a family member that's going to be coming in here in just a minute. I'm going to bring him on in just a few seconds, man. But before you do that, you already know what we got to do. So without further ado, let's get it. You little suckers get the talking, grabbing that walking, strapped to the pong, get it tossed, smacking it, sleeping in the coffin. Yes, sir, buddy. Thank you guys out there for checking us out on. YouTube Live for the Warzone Sports Network, as well as on Twitter at Shakeback Media Group, as well as at Warzone Sports SN. Willie F. T. Jr., holding it down, man. We are in the building. This individual I'm about to bring on, he is a champion coach. He is a record-setting coach. He's been in the game for, I don't want to tell his age, I'll let him do that. Phenomenal Man, indeed, a, a great coach and even better person. I am talking about none other than Coach Steve Tucker. Coach, what's going on, sir? Hey, Willie, how are you? I'll tell you what, I got to hire you to introduce me all the time, buddy. <laughs> I think we can, make that, we can make that happen, man. I'm always looking for another stream of income, so uh, right. we can definitely make that happen. Hope everything's well with you, sir. It's good. It's good. Uh, got a lot of sports going on right now. As I know we're going to discuss a lot of that tonight. Uh, NBA's starting off. NFL's going. Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. College basketball's getting ready to start practicing. So, hey, it's a great time of year. It's Christmas for me. It's Christmas for a lot of us that are sports fans. And when you talk about just that, you did leave out one. And that, of course, is the NHL as they make their return. Yeah, return return to espn on uh on tuesday night so you said it man there's a plethora of things going on the uh major league baseball playoffs as the houston astros have punched their fifth straight ticket to the lcs they will be taking on the boston red sox that is an interesting matchup indeed as you have a battle of hashtag sign gate with joey core or alex core rather and, of course, the Astros and then the Braves and the Brewers are locked into a good series. And then the Dodgers and Giants out on the West Coast will be getting it going a little bit later on That's on right. Tuesday. So, 
All right, Coach, man, I, I want to bring you I'm, – I'm glad you're here, man. We got a lot of things to talk about, um, you know, a lot of things that have actually happened since we first discussed you coming back on the program. Uh, I want to say thank you for your time, of course, uh, and I want to be – It's a pleasure being on with you, Willie. You're, you're a good man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, and uh, I want to be respectful and mindful of your time. So uh, let's just get right into this, man. Um, the word came out on Tuesday about – Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving, point guard for the Nets. Of As we know, he has uh, declined to get vaccinated. And the city of New York has a citywide mandate in terms of vaccinations if you're going to be in a private building. And Kyrie Irving has made the choice to not get vaccinated. And uh, the Nets and their, head, their general manager, uh, Mr. Marks, came out on Tuesday and said Kyrie will not be able to practice or play until he is fully eligible by the mandates of the city of New York. What was your first reaction when you first saw that, Coach? Well, I, I thought it was the right decision. I, I, I've always been one that I think everybody's got to buy in. I think everybody's got to be invested in what we're doing as a team. And you're in a league that, you know, uh, over 90% of the NBA is now vaccinated. Uh, we've had other players that have have voiced the same opinion as Kyrie, one being Andrew Wiggins, who who has gone ahead and gotten vaccinated and, and can play now. And now Kyrie doesn't want to move forward. That, that, and that's within his rights. But it's also within the rights of our team that we got to progress things forward. We want to win an NBA championship. And if, if not everybody's bought into that, then I don't think they can be involved. So I agree with what management's done, what the – the head coach has decided to do and and what uh, Brooklyn's going to do. I mean, we're going to move forward without you. If you can't be fully invested in what we're doing, you can't be here. And look, the the Nets have probably the top three players at their respective positions on their team with James Harden and Kevin Durant. Many people are still determining or deeming that Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. Uh, as a coach that has been around the circles and has been uh, in the positions, positions that you have been in, uh, is there any doubt that Sean Marks and Steve Nash had a conversation with Kevin Durant about the availability or lack thereof of Kyrie oh, I Irving? Think, I think that, that uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden were involved in the discussion on this. And, and um, you know, these guys can win an NBA championship. I don't think there's anything – uh, no doubt about that. And I think these guys want to do that. Uh, and, and if you've got a guy, if you've got a piece that, that's not going to be fully invested in what you're doing, uh, we got to move forward without you. And, and, and Brooklyn has got a very deep team. They, they've got a lot of talent. They've got a lot of pieces. And uh, they have a legitimate shot to win the NBA championship and be a dominant team in the NBA this year and in years to come. And if Kyrie can't commit to that, uh, for whatever reason, um, and we got to move forward without you, and 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 we got to go do our job. We got to do what we're here for. You know, uh, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban used the term "do your job." Well, mm -hmm. you got to do your job, and sometimes you got to do your job when not everything's perfect. And uh, hey, everybody's battling this virus, this pandemic, what we've gone through the last year and a half, and when ninety percent of the league. Uh, has invested themselves in playing and doing what is being mandated, then I think that if you can't do that, 
then you don't need to be involved. And and sometimes doing the right thing is not going to be comfortable. Um, and the Brooklyn Nets, like you said, Coach, are are ready to win a title right now. Many people are favoring them to win a title right now. Uh, I'm not one of those people, but we'll get into that as we get close to the NBA season, the start of the NBA season, and we'll have you back on at that point to talk about some predictions and what we think is going to happen during the season. But when, sure. you, when you have Kevin Durant as your as your number one guy and you have James Harden as your number one A guy, um, they fell they fell short last year because of the injuries, and you had to have you had to have think that or thought that. Uh, with this, everybody coming back healthy, that they would be fully entrenched on making a, a run to the title. And now this obviously is going to uh, put a real crimp in that plan, if you will. So I, I, I guess from the understanding of, of, a, of a fan such as myself, and I know you're a fan first, uh, but from somebody like me that's on the outside looking in, um, what kind of conversation would you have with Kyrie Irving if you were his coach? And this was going on in your organization. Well, I just I just sit down with Kyrie and just listen to where he's at, where he's coming from. Uh, as I said, he's got the right to feel the way that he feels, and he's got the right over his body and his life. And you got to respect that. But I'd sit down with him and and, and I'd visit with him, and. Um, and I'd respect what he was saying, but I'd also let him know that, hey, we've got to move forward and, and we want to move forward with you. But we're, we're going to move forward without you if you can't fully commit to being here with us on a full time basis. You know what the mandates are. You know what's been said and what you have to do. So if you can't do that, then we've got to make a difficult decision. And, and move things forward without you, even though we want you with us and we love you. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to make a difficult decision, and so do we. And Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are the best of friends from what everybody has reported. And the fact the fact of the matter is, is that Kevin Durant was instrumental in, in them getting together in Brooklyn. What kind of conversations do you think Kevin has had with Kyrie in terms of this stance that he's taken? I, I think he's had some very direct conversations. I think he's probably listened to his friend. Uh, he respects his friend. He wants his friend to play, but he wants his friend to want to play too. And he doesn't want to force him to be there. The biggest thing right now, that guy's not going to play to his full extent of his ability unless he really wants to be there. And that's his decision. So I think their conversations have been direct, been respectful. And believe me, Kevin Durant has had uh, a part in this, as has James Harden, mm -hmm. as being the leaders of that team. And I'm sure management coaches have sat down and talked with them. And that statement, that decision today to move forward without him, was one that included everybody's opinion. And if you don't do that, then you're going to really split your team. And I'm sure the Nets are smarter than that. And, and I, I think that the, the Nets had no other recourse. Now, before all of this really came about, you know, there was talk about Kyrie possibly pay, playing in only, only the road games, uh, which 
you know, I don't know how much of a detriment that would have been to the hopes of what they're trying to accomplish there in Brooklyn. But I think that I think they sent the message to to Kyrie basically saying either you're all in or you're all out until you make up your mind or if you change your mind or what have you uh, in terms of 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 abiding by the mandates of the city and becoming fully eligible. Your thoughts on that possible opinion uh, regarding their thought process, them being the brain trust of the Brooklyn Nets. You can't be a part-time guy. Yeah. I mean, you either got to be fully invested, you've got to be with us, or we got to move on without you. So uh, the Nets did the only thing that they could do to move their team forward in the right direction, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now it's up to Kyrie. The ball's in his court. If he wants to be with us, hey, we welcome you with open, open arms. But if you don't, if you can't fully commit, then we're going to move on and we're going to do everything in our power to win a championship without you. And that's kind of where they've left it right now. And I think they're doing the best thing for their organization. And that just goes to show you, Coach, that it doesn't matter how box office a player is. It doesn't matter how much uh, fanfare they bring in. It doesn't matter how great they are as an individual player. No player is above the team. And we see that. Uh, we've seen that previously in the National Basketball Association as well as in other sports. And I, I agree, and, and I'm, I'm fully on board with you 100% in that they, the Nets, they being the Nets, did the only thing that they could do at this point. And it doesn't mean, and let's just say this too, Coach, because uh, I don't think from what I've heard by any account that Kyrie Irving is a bad guy, that he is a person that's out, out there just starting trouble. Um, so let's just get that clear up now that he's not that type of person that we know of. However, he has his beliefs and he's sticking to that and you can do nothing but respect that. But at the same time, we know that when we make decisions, there are going to be ramifications either for or against us. Correct? Absolutely correct. My, my question with Kyrie and I would ask Kyrie this, um, how bad do you really want to play? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you really want to play anymore? Or is this a way for you to retire, to find a way out? My question with, with the situation with Kyrie is not solely whether he wants to take the vaccine or not. My question with him is, do you still really want to play or not? Mm-hmm. And if you really want to play, then you need to come play and do what you got to do to play. And if you don't, then you know you need to go do something else. Right. And and this leads this lends to this coach, and I'm gonna give you this one for free. <laughs> All right. Appreciate that. There there's a difference between playing and just being on the team. Well, exactly, and and that's what I'm talking about being all in. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be a part of our team. You got to be all in. You got to be invested in what we're going to do as a team, with your work ethic, with your attitude, and with your role. And if you can't do that, then you don't need to be a part of this. Right. I think everybody's got to buy into their role. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a role on a team. That's why they call it a team. Mm-hmm. And whatever Kyrie's role is. He's got to buy into that, and he's got to be a part of our team, and he's got to want to be a part of our team. It can't be we're forcing him to be a part of our team. He's got to want that. Yeah. And if you don't have that with players, you really don't have what you really want with your culture 
and what you're building and putting together. Yeah, and Kyrie Irving is, what, 26, 27 years old maybe? Oh, uh, I think he's probably closer to 28, okay. to 30, somewhere in that range. I mean, Kyrie's been in the league now a long time. He's been on great teams. Mm-hmm. He's won the NBA championships. Mm-hmm. He's hit big shots, big plays. He's been in the biggest games that you can play. That guy knows what it's about. So what, and that even leads me to even further. That's why he needs to figure it out. Mm-hmm. He needs to figure it out, and he needs to move forward. Hey, this is not the first instance with Kyrie Irving in the Nets, right? You know, he's going a you know he's going a wall, a w l, you know, a lot of times, and you know he's got to want to be there, and he's got to be there on a consistent basis. He's got to be committed to what we're doing. And he's got to do his job. Mm-hmm. And his job is to help us win an NBA championship. So either do it or let's move on. And I'm glad you said that, Coach, because, uh, you know, I'm a man of faith, and I know you are as well. And I don't have I don't have any problem with talking about what the Lord, thus said the Lord. <laughs> and what thus said the Lord to me was – in terms of this, the Shakeback Media Group and all of the life coaching and everything that we have going on, he told me to run the business with the three C approach. Number one, you gotta have character. Number two, you have to be committed. And number three, you have to be consistent. You can't have one of the three, you can't have two of the three, you gotta have all three. But then he took it a step further, coach, and said, I don't want you to just do that in your business. You need to operate that way in life with all of your relationships. So if I were talking to Kyrie, I would do just that. Which of the three C's right now do you have? Do you have one of them, two of them, or all three of them? Or do you have none of them? And whatever it is that you have or don't have, it's okay. And you're still part of the family, but, you know, if you don't want to play at this point, then, like you said, we have to move on without you. I appreciate well, I'll you. you. I'll give you a fourth C, Willie. Okay. Uh, and that fourth C is courage. Okay. Do you have the courage to do what we're doing through faith? Do you have the courage to move forward with us? Because we're all at risk. Yes. And whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, we're all at risk. Mm-hmm. And you got to have a certain amount of courage to move forward with us so that we can do what we want to do, and that's win an NBA championship. Courage is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I'll tell you something else too, Coach, before we move on to uh, Coach Gruden uh, and my Raiders. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll tell you something else too, uh, and it's from a movie. And I, if you know me as a person and all the viewers out there, uh, that know me and have watched me and have listened to all of my shows, they know that I'm a big movie person when it comes to quoting things. But this is something that came from Rookie of the Year, a movie that came out back in 1994 where yeah. the kid broke his arm on a freak accident and Coach or, or uh, Chet Stedman came out to the mound and said, you have to deal from your have-to. The have-to is fearless. The have-to is the part of you that doesn't want you to fail. So, in other words... Kyrie Irving, deal from your have to if you have it. Um, all right, Coach, I appreciate the candor on that. That that was a very spirited conversation on um, on an issue that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Uh, number one, not just because it's the NBA, but because it's the vaccine and the pandemic and uh, varied opinions out there regarding that. Um, let's move on to a little bit more of a serious subject, and uh, that's with 
head coach or former head coach of my Las Vegas Raiders, John Gruden, as the word came out on Friday, really, but really came to a head on Monday with the misogyny and the racist epithets and the anti-gay slurs that he had emailed back and forth while he was an employee with ESPN. Coach, what in the heck do you think was possibly going through John Gruden's head when he not only typed up the email, but he did what Herm Edwards always says, and that's don't press in. <laughs> well, the first thing, Willie, it's, it's really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And um, we, have, we have way too much of this stuff in our society today. And we have had for many, many years. There's a lot of people been hurt by it. But you know, I have the utmost respect for, for Coach Gruden, and Gruden as a person uh, and as a coach. But what he did was wrong. And this has been going on now for close to 10 years. And, 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 and as, as, as latest as 2018. So this is not a thing that took place 11 years ago, as was first reported. Mm -hmm. This has gone on all the way up to, to 2018. And, and the things that he said were, were, were wrong, were harmful, were hurtful. And he should have known that. And I think a lot of times in, in this profession, you, you start to get the opinion that you're entitled, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you can say things or get away with things that you really can't. And I think that probably John had, had, had started to feel that way and that he felt like that he could say these things when other people you know, can't say them. And you can't do that. I don't care what position you hold, who you are. You got to respect people. Uh, you got to respect people of, of, of different color. You got to respect people of different religion. You got to respect people who have different political views. You've got to respect people uh, who maybe don't believe as you believe when it comes to a partner. And You've got to respect people and their rights to believe how they want to believe in this country. And you can't be critical, not behind closed doors, not publicly. You just can't do that. And I think Coach Gruden got caught up into that. He kind of felt like he was probably a little bit entitled. And he made some statements that you can't take back, and he's got to pay the price for that. And unfortunately, he's probably going to, going to pay his professional career for that. And I hope that he learns from this. I hope he moves forward in his life. And I hope the people that these things were addressed to recover from it and move forward in their lives because it was unfair and it was wrong. Yeah. And it, you hit on all of the points. And, you know, Coach Gruden, he he didn't leave anybody out. I mean, he offended every possible group of people that you could offend from women to African-Americans to, to, you know, to whatever sexual orientation that you prefer. I mean, he left no stone unturned. But I want to ask you this, coach, as a as a as a coach yourself and, and as a concerned fan, how do the Raiders move forward? with this over their head and not having a, really a, a chance to address it in the media. You know it's going to be a distraction. They're going to get asked about it. How do the Raiders move forward from something like this? 
Well, it's going to be tough, and it starts at the top. It starts with their owner, Mark Davis. Uh, he's going to have to really probably have a meeting with th- that entire staff because uh, John Gruden was over everything mm-hmm. with the Ravens. He mm-hmm. ran the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And um, he's going to have to sit down with his team, with his team leaders. Uh, I think the, 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 the thing that they've got to do is use this as a motivator, as a rally cry to come together. Mm-hmm. And uh, to uh, just win, baby. Yeah. And I'm sure that term will be used from his dad, Al Davis. I'm talking about Mark Davis. Mm-hmm. He'll use that term, just win, baby. Just come together and play Raider football. Uh, that's what they've got to do. And if they're going to recover from this, it's got to be a rally cry that we need to come together as one and go out and play the game that we all love. And, and that's what they're going to have to do as an organization. And it's got to start at the top with Mark Davis. I actually tweeted this on Monday when, um, when the news broke that he was going to, that, that the report was that he was going to re- resign. And then when it was ultimately confirmed, I actually tweeted this at Shakeback Media Group, at Derek Carr QB, now is your time to lead this team, lead this organization. All the naysayers out there within Raider Nation as well as outside of Raider Nation, they are looking at you at this point to go ahead and be the leader that they think that you can be. And I think that that squad does have some good leaders on it. K.J. Wright was a big signing from Seattle. He's played in the Gus Bradley defense before. Casey Hayward Jr. also, Josh Jacobs. And in that game, Coach, against the Chicago Bears, you could tell that they just were not there. They were obviously affected by uh, what Gruden had done and what had what, what and we don't know what was said behind closed doors, but you have to understand, or we have to understand that those things are going to affect people differently. And when you have a squad or in a, in a league for that matter that is seventy to seventy five percent African American or minority, you're probably giving the coach some sort of side eye, like what does he really think of me at this point? And I'm thinking that that may have had some effect on the way that they performed or really didn't perform against the Bears this past Sunday. Uh, what What are your thoughts I'm, about that? I'm sure that it had, it had an impact and an effect. And I think I think that if these things wouldn't have come out on Monday, uh, first of all, I don't think they would have made a change. I think it would have been up to, to Coach Gruden to pull that team together and his locker room together along with his leaders, his on that football team and his staff. But when those things hit Monday, there was no other choice but for him to leave. And now it's really up to their leadership. It's up to their players. And they've got to pull together. And I think you're absolutely right. The reason they lost that game to Chicago at home Mm -hmm. was distractions will cost you. And, and winning football or winning sporting events or sporting games is very fragile. People have got to be in the right frame of mind. And, and that's why you try with everything you have to, to make sure that the littlest distraction doesn't enter the locker room. And when it does, it hurts you. So the Raiders have a, a huge challenge in front of them. And I hope they pull it together. And uh, I'm rooting for them. Uh, I think it's a good group. They're a talented team. I'd love to see Derek, Derek Carr 
reach his full potential. I think he's an outstanding young quarterback, but I think he's really inconsistent. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of times comes back to maturity. Mm -hmm. And right now his maturity is going to be tested. And a young team, they're still a young team too. Mm -hmm. and, and, and their leadership is going to be tested. So uh, we're going to find out what the Las Vegas Raiders are all about. I'm sure right now that all of them wish that Al Davis would walk through that door. Yeah. Yeah. And Al Davis, God rest his soul, such a trailblazer. And the reason why the commitment to excellence and the just win baby brand is all there. Um, and and he was the he was very innovative with it with the organization in the NFL himself. Even through all of the turmoil and the fights between himself and Pete Rozelle and everybody else, that dude was a trailblazer in terms of hiring minorities, hiring in women, and, and really empowering uh, people of minority descent. And this is, I believe, something that the Raiders and Mark Davis is going to have to pull upon uh, in order to get themselves back. Like you said, Coach, I think they're a very talented team as well. Um, even with the distractions and the loss of the last two games, uh, the Raiders are still firmly in the playoff playoff uh, hunt. And with the game against the Denver Broncos this coming up Sunday, that will be a chance to right the ship. Okay, Coach, let's move on to your Shreveport Mavs. Uh, and the season is getting ever so close. How are we feeling? Well, we're doing fine. We're, we're, we're just, you know, crossing our T's and dotting our I's and putting periods at the end of sentences. We're starting to look at players and do our recruiting and our scouting. We're doing a lot of stuff and creating partners in the community. Um, we're, we're working to prepare for the season. But we're still five and a half months out. So we've still got, a, you know, a, a good amount of time left. Um, and we'll rev things up the closer we get to the end of the year. Uh, and as we get to uh, 2022, we'll be ready to roll when uh, March comes around and it's time to go. We'll go to training camp, you know, the middle of February, and uh, we'll probably bring 16 guys to training camp, cut that down to 12, and we'll be ready to tip off when it's time to play on March the 4th. So, will there be any sort of uh, tryouts or not, uh, 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 a an announcement of tryouts where people can actually come by and, and try to fulfill the dream that they have? We are putting that together now. Uh, we're going to probably have four tryout camps uh, that we that we have. Uh, one will be in Shreveport, and we're going to have them in other areas. We'll be announcing that, and and uh, so keep a look at our at our website. Uh, www.shreveportmavericks.com and all of our media outlets on Facebook, Twitter, as well as Instagram and, uh, and, and LinkedIn. Uh, and, and you'll see information coming up about that and out about that. And we encourage people to, to send their information uh, to us, uh, you know, whether it's a bio, a, a tape, whatever, so we can take a look at you and then we'll get you in hopefully to come to one of those camps so we can really take a look at you. Yeah, and that'd be great, Coach. And if uh, once the, all of that uh, is finalized and you have the literature for it, uh, please shoot me a copy of it. I would love to post it all over uh, the Shakeback Media Group's Twitter page as well as the Warzone Sports. And we'll actually 
put up a couple of banners here uh, on the show as well to uh, get the word out for that. All right, so one other question. We're going to go back to football real quick. I know you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I am. And, uh, and I'm happy right now. Yes, let's, let, let's talk about the happiness that you have with the Dallas Cowboys, but in particular, Dak Prescott. Touch on how, how much of a leader Dak Prescott is coming back from all of the adversity that he's had to shake back from and uh, how that how that has a, a an infectious effect on a team. Well, I don't think there's any doubt he's the leader of that football team. And just his absence last year, you could just see it. And he's come back. He's re-energized the, the football team. I think they made some good decisions with some young talent that they brought in there. But, but Dak's been amazing. He's playing amazing. I think it's time we start talking about him in the, in, you know, in the conversation as being one of the best quarterbacks in the mm-hmm. league. And with all due respect to, to Josh Allen and, and Justin Herbert and, and, and obviously Tom Brady, uh, I think Dak's name should be mentioned in there. And Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. uh, to be mentioned in that conversation. I mean, he's playing on a high level. I think Zeke Elliott has, has returned to form. Uh, Pollard is, is just a, a great back with him. They've got great depth in the backfield. They've got, I think, the best wide receiver crew in the league. Mm-hmm. And the improvements on the defensive side of the ball has been outstanding. And their special teams play has been outstanding. Um, I think they've got everything it takes right now to, to win a world championship. My only question with the Cowboys, as, as and I think everybody feels this way, are they deep enough? Uh, you know, if injuries or sickness hits in, how deep are they? And and how deep are they to play at a very, very high level? But if they can can stay healthy and uh, and avoid injuries, uh, I think they've got a real shot to go to the to California, to SoFi Stadium, to the Super Bowl in January. Well, for uh for 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 fans of uh NFL football that are not fans of the Cowboys, the, that's not anything that we want to hear. Uh but yet it is the truth. So it is what it is. Uh Tony Tucker, he says, How about the Dan, the job that Dan Quinn has done with the defense that you just touched on? Really an amazing turnaround. Um and can we just talk about the 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 great play of one's uh Trevon Diggs? Well, you know, Trevon Diggs may be a better wide receiver than his brother, Stephon. <laughs> and, and he's catching everything that's thrown his way. And it's not meant for him. He's going and getting it. Yeah. Uh, may I add that he's a he's a former Alabama Crimson Tide player, so he knows how to win. Yes, sir. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I really, really like, um, you know, the, the, the young players they brought in the development of some of those young players who now become veteran players. And Dan Quinn's been amazing. I mean, what he did in, in Seattle with that defense as a defensive coordinator of the Seahawks, uh, he's doing the same thing in Dallas. And, you know, a lot of times guys want to be head coaches, but, but sometimes coaches are better coordinators. Mm-hmm. And that may be the situation with Dan Quinn. He's a great coordinator on the defensive side of the ball. And I just love how hard he's got them playing. And, you know, not only Tayshawn Diggs, but, I mean, they pursue the ball. Um, they're disciplined. And it's just it's just fun to, to think that 
we can now get defensive stops that can help us win a ball game. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're turning when you're turning other teams over and, and you know, Diggs has six interceptions in only five games, he's on pace to uh finish the season with about nineteen interceptions if they, if he keeps this up, which would be phenomenal. But you know, I, I give I give Cowboys fans the blues because of their because of their uh their nauseating and 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 their and their sometimes delusional mindset, but all in all, I'm I'm a fan of Dak Prescott. I was a fan of his when he was at Mississippi State. Um, I don't really care for Zeke because he went to Ohio State, and I'm a Michigan fan. But Amari Cooper, I like. I even like C.D. Lamb. I wish the Raiders would have picked him up instead of Henry Rex III. But that's another story for another day. And uh, look, if if you're a Cowboy fan, you're thinking, look, they could be somewhere that people haven't seen. A lot of people that haven't even been, that weren't even born yet. Uh, could see them in a spot where they haven't been in almost what, 26 years, and that's back in the Super Bowl. So, all right, Coach, uh, go ahead and throw out all of your information, man, how people can follow you, see you, watch you, all that. Well, they can definitely follow us on www.streetportmavericks.com. They can uh, go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, can follow us there. And, uh, I just really appreciate all of our fans, the people here in the Shreveport area, uh, the people in, in the TBL family all over the country. who They've now added the TBL now has 40 teams around the country um, in, in four different uh, divisions. And uh, we're excited about the competition. We have new teams in, in Oklahoma, Shawnee, Oklahoma, Beaumont, Texas, uh, which used to be the home of the Mavericks, by the way. Mm, okay. And, uh, and back here in Shreveport, we're, we're excited about what we have going. I went to a lunch today we have every Tuesday with our Booster Club members. And uh, it's growing. It's getting better. It's getting exciting. Uh, as you said, the season's getting closer. And we're excited about the 2022 season. And I hope everybody out there is too. And we'll be at the Gold Dome at Centenary uh, College here in Shreveport to watch the Mavericks as we take the floor in March of 2022 going after our fifth pro basketball national championship. There you have it. All right, coach, that's going to wrap it up, man. We're going to get on up out of here. Uh, once again, you're always welcome. You're no longer a guest. You are family. So for coach Steve Tucker, uh, world champion, undefeated, a record setting coach. This is Willie Epstein Jr. You've been watching the Ballers Report podcast on the Warzone Sports Network. Y'all take care of each other. Y'all love each other. Y'all hug each other. And we'll talk to y'all again real soon. Peace. We out.